0: now with 50% less loins. um. (laughs) This is the Creative Double Shot, a conversation about building the creative life you want. I'm Jonathan.
1: And I'm Ginger. If you want more creativity in your life, let's talk.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Double Shot. Today, We are continuing on our theme of why we create with product or, holy crap, I just made that. Previous episode, we talked about creating something from nothing and sort of the myth of that, I don't want to say spiritually, but we we come to the blank page or the, the blank canvas with a bunch of stuff. So we're not coming totally empty handed, but we do create something from nothing physically. So our painting, our blank canvas becomes... A painting or a blank page becomes a book, or a story or whatever. So, what we're talking about is the product, and the product is wonderful because it's the it's the fruit of, of thy labor. And fruit of of
1: loins, or, uh, or maybe that's something else. That,
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. <that> <laughs> Sorry, I really know <laughs> But yeah, the the fruits of our labor. So you get to kind of see this this thing that you've made, and and it's cool. And sometimes it's misshapen and weird. And sometimes it comes out fully formed like an angel, which is really ah. rare. <laughs> Singing angels, choirs, <laughs> that, that shafts wasn't quite of sunlight. Angelic. And so, yeah, so there's this, this thing. And, you know, we've already talked a little bit about how if you're just focusing on the product, that's, you know, a mistake and you should be, you should lean into the process and enjoy that too. So we're not just so product driven, but product is very much a part of the process. Like to pretend it doesn't exist is silly. And to pretend that you're engaging in creativity or creative acts for the sole purpose of just doing creativity is also disingenuous, right? It's, it'd be silly to say that. And anyway, this morning we were talking about the idea that product really has many different meanings.
1: I loved the idea that the product is something for you I guess I'd always had sort of a concrete view of what product is yeah. in terms of a product for the marketplace or, or whatever, right. but, or a product to share with someone else. But the fact is that it's also for your own gratification. I think back to, you know, sending pictures of pretty food that I'd made to my sister-in-law, who's just into that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that kind of product, and then it just goes away. We eat it.
0: That's, that's right. We eat our art which that's another episode. (laughs) Everything is another episode. And it's funny, the word product alone Mm. just comes with so much baggage, but basically you're producing something and-
1: Being productive.
0: Right, right. Right. And so being productive means whatever your end product is, it has to be something that's consumable. You know, it can't suck and it has to be amazing and it has to be for other people. And you just hit on that, you know, it- it can be something for yourself. It also can be something that I mentioned it's not good in your eyes. You, know, you're like you're, you might be dissatisfied with it, but it's still a product nonetheless. And that's totally cool. One of the things that we talked about with whatever you create is if you can learn from it, then it has value. And I think we probably all somewhere deep down inside know that if we go and muddle through and create what we consider some of our worst stuff, there are lessons in there. Absolutely. That we can pull out of it. So.
1: Yeah, and I used to really downplay those what I considered failures and dismiss and and actually we've talked about the club with which we beat ourselves. <laughs> it became another club. Like yeah, that's all I do is you know this crap, and so learning to just switch that mindset a little bit into, no, this is a learning opportunity. And also everything's part of me, you know, learning to accept things that you make that aren't up to your personal standards yeah. or anyone else's or whatever, but it's all part of your process.
0: Yeah. It's part of your practice, right? I mean, practice. you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet That's right. all that stuff. Um it's funny as you were talking about that, it, it reminded me, this is a, uh, a sports related anecdote. So if you're not into that sort of thing, I'll make it brief. Um, I was coaching volleyball way back when, when I was still in college. And I remember I was coaching middle school boys volleyball. And at one point they, you know, they were so wrapped up in, in winning and I was like, man, you know, like, and, and this is me and my wise old age of 21, I think. And it's like, Hey guys, you know, like winning is nice. It's totally nice, but this is all about like learning your fundamentals and getting your stuff down because middle school volleyball isn't the end game here, you know. It's a And you know, they probably all just looked at me like I had 50 heads, which <laughs> right. I probably would have too if I had been, you know, 13 or 14. But I think about that and and I think that's so very true for everything. We're just we're always trying to get better or improve or expand even. It doesn't even have to be improving and getting better. It can just be about expanding your your skill set, or your knowledge, or your feelings that you get while you're in the process of getting, you know, to your product.
1: Right, because um, when you think about the end getting better, even itself, that's another episode. Yeah, yeah. What does better mean? Who's judging what's better? Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: It's it's funny. We can only meet ourselves in the place where we are. You know, Ooh. deep thoughts. But you yeah, know, I mean, yeah. like, I would assume that we all, in our minds, like, oh, I think I can do this better, and. Usually, you want to do it better right now, and you can't because you have to make these products <laughs> yeah. along the way. And uh, you know, I've written a bunch of short stories that have either briefly seen the light of day in terms of submitting them for publication, or they haven't because you you work on this thing, and that's that's always the drag of it, right? It's like, oh, I worked on this thing like for days, weeks, whatever, and then at the end of it, it's just like, no, it just didn't happen. Yes. And there's you know, you beat yourself up with that club, but it's like, yeah, no, but you. learning what doesn't work is also valuable too, which is kind of cool. We talked a little bit about the importance of finishing your work. And that's also probably another episode, but it's important in the terms of of the product, because if you don't finish your work, you don't get that experience of either muddling through or creating something that you're really proud of. You, You don't get that. If you don't finish it, you're always left with sort of this vague dissatisfaction of like, well, that painting sitting over there on the easel and I just don't know or Absolutely I've ah. got
1: Yes. I have them staring at me all over the it's another piece of evidence of inadequacy, you know <laughs> right. that you kinda of <laughs>
0: This is my inadequacy trophy room. Come on in. <laughs> Yeah. No, it, it's wild. And, and it's funny, too, like as we think through these, these episodes and these concepts, it, it, they all kind of sort of like fold and weave into each other. So sometimes it's like, well, what are we talking about? Here? Right, oh, right, exactly. right. We're talking about product. <laughs> but oh, my God, everything else yeah. totally, as we used to say, interdigitates Ooh. in those, I think, archaeology.
1: Yeah. It, again, the nonlinear creative process.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's messy and beautiful. You're listening
1: to a product. <laughs>
0: That's right. An imperfect one at that. <laughs> don't judge. That's <No>, <laughs> right. I think of this one anecdote that you tell about a guy who, I don't know if he was in a class of, with you guys, you and your colleagues, and just the sort of almost childlike glee Absolutely. that he took from his finished product.
1: He was a student of a friend of mine. Okay. And um, he came back to collect some of his work that he had left there. And he said, oh, Look at this. I did this. This is awesome. I'm going to totally sell this. And so, and the person was just sort of offhandedly telling us that story. But we all got talking about it. And we're like, What if we came to our product with such glee? Like, we as painters, yeah. we really get into kind of the romanticism of questioning your work, of thinking it's not good enough, of comparing yourself to other people, whatever. And so now we we try to remind ourselves, you know, what would Eric say? Eric would say, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't believe I did that.
0: And it is awesome. It's amazing that you can wind up from point A to point B, however you get there, with this thing that didn't exist before physically or visually. or
1: And it's a rarity. Sadly, that attitude is a rarity, but we would like to Make it less of a rarity.
0: Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you can, it go. You know, it goes into all those things. You know, it's the inner critic, and well, mostly the inner critic. But if you can, if you can just appreciate what you create for what it is, at least at first. And it's like you know, I, I talked about learning from your products and and the thing that got you there. I think that's important. But we forget to celebrate those little milestones or those. The completion of something, especially if we're not very happy with it. Right. And it's like, hey, it's okay. You know, I mean, thankfully, we're not building structures that will collapse if we didn't get it. It's not brain
1: surgery. But I think approaching it like we would a little kid, you know, Mm -hmm. like treating ourselves as we would if we were a small child, we wouldn't, I mean, hopefully, of course, there's all the the stories of the, the kindergarten teacher that says something. Awful and I'm happy to causes play that role. an art scar. You needed me to. But, um, you know, like yeah. as adults, we, again, I'm going to blame the Puritans one more time.
0: <laughs> Their funky buckled that. shoes. <laughs>
1: exactly. They say that you should be... Always modest. You should never mm. be proud of anything because pride goes before the fire, you know, whatever. So <laughs> I think just learning to celebrate yourself or your whatever you do as you would other people. We yeah. are trained that that's selfish, that's um, whatever. It's unseemly. That's right. To to care about your stuff, you have to that's always right. no, no, I that's not yeah,
0: and just because you're excited about something you did doesn't mean that it's to the exclusion of other people's achievements right? right it's It's just like, wow, I'm pretty stoked that I was able to do this thing, and that's that's a gift
1: Well, Tara Brock has a thing uh, awakening from the trance of unworthiness mm, nice. that, I mean I don't even know I, I just threw her name out there, and honestly I just saw the headline of the youtube video (laughs) but isn't that cool though (laughs) like you like you
0: can be like well that's what i want (laughs) i don't even know what's in there that's why good headlines are (laughs) important exactly
1: it really and i realized that i think 2020 was part for me of waking up from that sort of trance i yeah
0: Yeah. no i hear you think about product in myriad ways and in the way that works for you where you are you know as opposed to like for me, for the longest time, it was it was getting a novel published, which is still a goal, but it's not the only goal. You know, the goal is yes. to create and enjoy, and, and and which I guess you could say this is interesting. And I'll, a quick side trip, but um, Ginger and I have been reading what's the the book?
1: Coaching the Artist Within.
0: Coaching the Artist Within, and and it's basically setting yourself up to be your own creativity coach. And he talks about dualities, which we will talk about in a different episode, I think more in depth, but the idea that this is always either or it's like, well, I can't, I can't be real creative if I'm selling my art because then I'm selling out or, you know, I can't be a real creative if I'm not doing it just for myself. And my takeaway was I'm going to, I'm going to reconcile that both are fine. And, you know, finding that place that you can do that with, because I think a lot of that comes from external
1: Absolutely. Forces
0: and pressures. And so Puritan. again, you know, it, it is funny though. It, it comes, all these things come back to the why. And, you know, this theme is why we create. And if we can figure out what it is internally that drives us to create, then we will celebrate our little products, you know, our little victories. And, and we should because life is short, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't celebrate them, most people won't either. Right. You know? And I think about, yeah, a hundred percent. And I think about that you're out there on Instagram and you, I think that's a way of celebrating your stuff. We won't get into social media and uh, the social dilemma or any of that stuff, but to be able to have like a small community like you have online that gives each other ego strokes and compliments. And I mean, that's always going to be better than communities tearing each other down because what's... What's the, again, what's the end game? It's, there's no good feeling there. And so, yeah, just celebrate your victories, pat yourself on the back when you can and uh, define product in the best way that fits what you need. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Creative Double Shot. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you get a little something out of it. And if you're of a mind to, please share this with your friends and uh, we'll see you next time on the Creative Double Shot. See ya.